Well, we back at it today, man. We've got a, a really good topic today. I love the title uh, that you dropped in on us here, Growing Up and Out of Spiritual Puberty <laughs> and Poverty. <laughs> no puberty, no poverty. You can't get out of spiritual poverty or help anybody out of it till you get out of spiritual puberty. And I don't think a lot of people realize they're in it. So we have to look at that, what it is. We've talked about spiritual poverty in the past. Now we're talking about people who are meant to lead and help people from that position. A lot of people, I, I think, that uh, inadvertently are stuck in that place. So yeah, that's why I well, brought that name to it. I think it's fantastic. I mean, it's just a, it's a good uh, it's good imagery and good to challenge folks with. I mean, when you're a kid, if you're a guy, your voice starts to crack, and uh, you know, pretty soon you wake up and it's just changed. Mm. And we probably don't remember much about that. I, I don't remember it at all. But uh, uh, I think that, you know, obviously it happened. So mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't have to be some huge transition. We have to have something to look forward to. And I can remember being a kid and thinking, you know, I want to be an adult. And uh, But then, you know, stuff happens and you go through this odd phase of what do, what, what am I going to look like and, you know, body parts, noses get bigger, or, or, you know, people get braces. Uh, people form, their bodies change, and, and uh, you know, their drives change, hormones and all that. So I think it's, it's very appropriate to look at so much of our Christian culture as the faithful ones, I mean, as being kind of stuck in spiritual puberty. Hmm. You have to look forward from that position and uh, look at what does it mean to be an adult. And we, so going back and then to look forward, taking a stand uh, is is a part of being a spiritual adult. Yeah. Uh, we don't need a bunch of caveats and disclaimers. If you you know you, you, if it resonates with you, great. If not, then listen to something else. But that that's that's what we're talking about. So the the this is a, a fresh take and a fresh spin on the concept of maturity, of, of maturation, of growing into that. Uh, um, more adulthood of faith. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and it, it it it's it's about understanding truth versus facts. Uh facts, you know, in the in the 50s it was good for you to smoke. Science said that was good. Uh uh silicone breast implants, all good. You know, a lot of the oddball pharmaceuticals, all good, you know. Th mm -hmm. This is science. Mm -hmm. So you know, a lot of people stand on that kind of stuff, and uh, uh, the facts change. You know, it was a fact at one point that people couldn't fly because somehow, logistically, you think you have to be a bird. Well, you didn't, and a man can fly faster and higher than any bird ever thought about. So uh, the truth doesn't change. Facts change. Science is uh, very factual, but it changes all the time. So you can't put your faith in that. So you have to take a stand. The only place that, as a Christian, the only place that you can do that as an adult Christian, if you will, spiritually uh, mature, is the Word of God. That's what you see with your eyes. That's what you have to turn to and stand on. And uh, that's requirement of, you know, kind of your voice changing, your body changing, all that spiritually to get to that place. So we've got to look at the definitive nature of God. Um, there's a lot of definitive thoughts there. It means they are absolute. And uh, so we want to walk through that, but look at it as a positive, something that you can rely on, something that can't be a fact that changes, something that can't be pulled out from under you. And so that's kind of the, the idea. Yeah. You know, when you're a kid, you look to, to being a, an adult with a job and a family and all that stuff, you know, um, so this is better than that. Well, it's interesting too because the the concept of puberty, like you can't stop it. I mean, it's a it's a natural part of the maturation process. But the 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 um, the paradox, I guess, of the Christian faith is that it doesn't automatically happen, right? Maturation yeah. and, and uh, adulthood, from a spiritual perspective, doesn't automatically occur. That it's something that you have to actually engage. And, mm -hmm. and so the challenge, I guess, is, is there's people who have refused to engage that process. So therefore they're stuck in that, uh, you know, place of puberty. Yeah. I mean, physical puberty is going to happen unless you stop it with hormones, which a lot of people are doing these days, which is nuts. But, uh, hmm. yeah, you, 
I think just it's just a moment. It doesn't have to be uh, something you're stuck in, um, spiritually speaking. Um, but uh, using the definitive nature of God, uh, you know, he's either God or he's not. You have to start right there. He's either more powerful than you or he's not. He's either smarter than you or he's not. And, and if you take that far enough, what you get to is he's God and he made you, and it's good to listen to everything he says. And uh, no one can sidetrack that. Uh, so, you know, it, there's all kind of weird arguments, and, and, and they're just ridiculous. Um, but when you look at the definitive uh, here, what you see is uh, you see that uh, God uses words like all. Mm. Uh, if all means all, if whatever means whatever, uh, if he says it will, that means it will. Mm. Uh, always. Uh, yes and amen. These are definitive things you can count on. And you don't get to walk away and rationalize it. Um, so, you know, <laughs> we've got a bunch, of, a bunch of scripture we can look at, but I think that the key is to remember that God is, is all. He's an all-consuming fire. Uh, you know, all things work together. <laughs> Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You know, in uh, him all things consist. That's right. So, so we have to look at God as something to help us mature uh, by stepping into it. Hmm. Um, you know, this isn't a physical maturing process. It is something that can happen uh, fairly quickly, or uh, it can take a lifetime. Hmm. So. We have to choose it, you know, and uh, but uh, but it's real important to recognize if you're in that condition. And one of the the ways to understand that or to look at where you are is to say, uh, you know, what what are my fears? What are the things I deal with? Hmm. And uh, you, you're not here to live in fear. Um, you're here to grow into uh, being an unshakable vessel for God. And there's just no way around that. And we're in a cultural uh, place right now where you, you have to make a choice. You, cannot, uh, you can't ride the fence. You can't go to church and have three songs and a prayer and go get your chicken and watch football and just expect to grow up. Uh, you're going to have things thrown at you, but the future is good. And uh, that's that's part of this recognizing that. So that's that's another thing we want to look at is what is what God is good and He's good what all, all the, the time, time. Yeah. right? So <laughs> it's uh, I had some guy sarcastically send me a message the other day. He goes, "Is God still good today?" I wanted to go through the computer and just <laughs> choking because I was like, "You're being a you know, he's just he's yeah. just trying to incite that just kind of like." Yeah. sarcasm or whatever. Um, <laughs> right. But, you know, so you said something important there is, is um, challenging people to wrestle with their fears. You know, yeah. um, a lot of times the only thing that, that brings that forth are circumstances because people don't willingly step right. into wrestling with their fears. Yeah. So their circumstances force them right. to wrestle with their fears. Yeah. What, what does that process look like uh, from your perspective? Well, I, I think – the antidote to fear is to take your eyes off of it. Uh, get behind me, Satan. I think C.S. Lewis said uh, something similar. You know, of course, that's scripture a second ago. But uh, mock the devil and he'll flee from you. And you know, all of that means you're turning away from. It's the same thing as repentance. You're turning away from the things he's saying to you, just like you are your own temptations. Mm. You have to turn away from saying, "I'm just a Martha." or I'm just a worrier, and you have to actually go into that story and see yourself as Mary. Um, it, it's, it, it, here's another way to look at it. Um, this, is that, this is why I call it puberty, because people, are, their hearts are good, they're willing, they're growing, they're, they're moving forward, and there's awkward stuff going on. You know, Some growth happens here. Some weird stuff happens here. You, you face obstacles you didn't realize. Mm. So, but... It's it's like the difference uh, between saying, God, I want to be free. Well, God's saying you are free. So when I hear that coming out of people, I say, look, you are free. It's it's done. Mm. 
you're free. So you have to you have to start there. So you have to turn away from the things, not let them into your heart. You got to have a thick skin, yeah, but a tender heart means you have to be vulnerable. But it also means you've got to forward your vision toward God's face and a good future, not a dark winter, mm-hmm. not ridiculous, perverted, counterfeit things. Uh, you have to get rid of it. And I mean, we're seeing that stuff crumble. Uh, they'll never stop saying that it's the way, but right. it is crumbling. Well, it's interesting what you said earlier about science is because right now um, so many people tout science as the reason why right. we do this. And it's right. science and it's science and it's science. Well, if science is your God, then God cannot be. That's and, right. And to your point, yeah. there are scientific things that were thought to be proven that have evolved ever right. since that time. Yeah. So who, how arrogant to say that science is science when science itself has evolved. Science right. itself has changed, and God never changes. Never. And so for a Christian to be uh, using science as part of an argument, I think it shows um, a, a, a dynamic immaturity mm-hmm. um, in their own heart and an unwillingness to just accept God as being greater than science. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It, 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 you can't put that first. That doesn't mean if you break your arm, don't get a cast. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean pray and then take some uh, something for the, the pain. You can do that. It's good. God made things for us, but he made them for us. He didn't make us for them. Mm. We're not made for pharmaceuticals. We're not made for uh, the government works for us. We don't work for it. Uh, we're not slaves. It, it's it's everything has been from a squealing uh, media kind of mindset. It's just talk. It's just a bunch of words thrown around. But it has convinced people uh, for so long now because they have been stuck in spiritual puberty. Mm that they uh, don't have a good future and that this is the way and that, uh, you know, fear is, um, is healthy. It's a, uh, you know, it's a conditioning where good things like getting outside, being together, mm-hmm. going to church even are now selfish. Freedom is selfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's what the conditioning says. So, if I don't wear a mask somewhere, then, you know, people look at me funny. But most people, I think a whole lot of people are going, man, I need to do that too. Mm-hmm. So so it, it, those are just uh, pointers. But uh, and, 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 and this is not about uniting. It's not about that. This is about standing up and going forward and leading and always pointing to the living God. And if that divides, then so be it. That's where you grow up. And we're seeing that happen. So this is not kumbaya and peace on earth. It is stand up now or lose it. And uh, not lose it like uh, God's going to fail. God will not fail. But you better stand up in who you are. That's why it's so important for us to begin to understand our identity. Uh, because it's needed. People need that, and everybody has a place and a role. So that's why we do what we do. But, uh, you know, we have to start by the word. We have to start by not looking at the things we see or what people say. Uh, I, I read something the other day. It said Fox News has lost 50% of their audience mm-hmm. just since the election. And, uh, you know, I'm not one bit surprised. I'm surprised it's not more, actually. But, uh, but this is happening, yeah. And uh, but there, lots of good things are coming. Well, you know, the the thing that I see from a scripture standpoint is uh, there's always the moment where the heroes of faith have to stand in the face of right. incredible odds. We talked about that last time. You know, um, Mordecai did not bow. Uh, Daniel was willing to go to the lion's den, etc. Jesus went to the cross. Um, you look at. Um, David and this idea of the giant, and uh-huh. when you look at the giant of media, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It, it, and and if if you really get honest about it, we as a people are more like the Israelite army who is cowering to the giant 
mm-hmm. rather than the David who comes up and said, no, I'm standing up to this. I'm marching toward, right. I'm running at yeah. this giant. Yeah. And so this is that moment where we step up and, 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 and do that. So when you, when you kind of talk about stepping up, Kevin, and taking that stance and whatnot, you know, how does that look? for you and how does it look for individuals? Cause I think that those moments are different for everybody. Um, there, there's a collective way to stand. Um, but I think that everybody has different ways in which they can, you know? Mm-hmm. And so what does that begin to look like? How does one begin to understand how those, um, nuances kind of manifest themselves? Well, I, I think the, the only difference is people have different, uh, gifts and anointing, uh, blueprints, if you will. Um, and the only way you're going to get to that is if you stop allowing fear to drive your behavior. Um, you can't be free and live in fear. Uh, the problem is most people don't realize their their behavior is driven by some subtle fear. And it goes back to three big fears. So you, you got to get free of that. For me, um, I mean, it's it, there's not enough time in this show to, to explain that, uh, my position on that. But... Um, I'm just simply saying, you know, if you do not stand for uh, the good Lord in a way that you're gifted and help people, regardless of what people say or throw rocks or do, then you you're you're going to lose out in in a productive uh, fashion. In other words, the enemy can't unsave the saved. He can't uncreate a new creation, but he can keep you unproductive and focused on him. And uh, so I deal with it the same way I think that Jesus did. You know, get away from me. I'm not acknowledging you beyond the moment. I've got stuff to do. You got anything else? Mm. Uh, so we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to listen to people who who want... Uh, we've seen, we saw Christmas. Uh, it, it's the weirdest thing, man. I, I, <clears throat> and I'm very frustrated about it, but... At the same time, I'm excited because I see all the opportunities coming for those who will actually stand up in their faith. But the, uh, you know, Holly and I were uh, <laughs> just, uh, we went to a little outdoor thing the other day down at the beach where we, we live. And, uh, you know, every single person has a mask on and they're starting to play Christmas music and it, and it just turned my stomach. Mm. Uh, it's just, it, it's so normalized. Mm. It, it's just, man. <laughs> Till my dying breath, I, I cannot, uh, I can't go there. And uh, so, if I'm the one, then so be it. But but it it's it it felt terrible. We saw Christmas decorations. It says "Baby's First Pandemic" on there. Um, uh, Jesus in a mask or transgender Jesus. And I'm just saying, gosh, guys, look at look at what's going on around you. Do you want that kind of a world? And if people throw rocks at me, I don't care anymore. I don't. I never did really. But this is not about beating up people or people groups. It's about saying the enemy um, is attempting to steal everything from you hmm. and keep you from living out who you are. And your soul will never be satisfied if you don't stand up now. Most people are afraid of confrontation. Mm. You don't have to go off and fight someone else's war, but you do have to stand up and be absolutely who you are. And if you don't go with that, if you go against that in your heart and in your spirit, then you will quench that and you will become uh, marginalized and uh, you'll, you'll lose this moment. So it, it's, a, it's a heart cry more than anything. But think of it as you're moving forward and you just want to keep going. So for me, that's uh, you know, simply stepping back, stepping away from what the enemy's saying, especially through the media, which is ridiculous, the old media. Yes. But to also step into what he is doing. And that's where we've been talking about dreaming a lot and uncovering God's will and um, that's exciting stuff because that man, the future's good. It's mm. bright, not dark. It's good. Yeah. Do, do you feel like that there's a a moment that that is approaching of uh, kind of what you call a crossroads moment? You think we've already passed the crossroads moment? Um, do you see a moment when um, there'll be 
Uh, the, you know, you, we talked about this probably what, four or five weeks ago now, the, mm-hmm. the moment of breakthrough, when did your breakthrough happen? Or I can't remember the, the language of it, but it was about that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that there might a be turning some point, turning point moment. Yeah. There you go. I think there's a lot of people right now that are maybe waiting for some kind of moment. And, and, and I think that there's danger in that because the moment is now you just have to go instead of waiting on something to break. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it, there's a lot of division. There's a lot of uh, accusation. There's a lot of things that come against you. I've felt it a lot lately. I mean, a lot of people have. You know, I don't. So, but, but you have to you have to embrace that and let God train you through that. Mm. It's time to thicken your skin a little bit. Keep your heart soft, but thicken your skin. And uh, and you got to move forward. You have to have direction. You have to know the direction you're going in. You don't have to know all the answers. You can't see around corners. With the Holy Spirit, though, you, you know where God's leading you, and it's it, there's no risk in that. Mm. So to get into that mode, you have to continue to practice that. But it's a good thing. It's like a great meal, um, but it's it's something to look forward to, to be hungry for, to enjoy the aroma of. So when you see everything around you the way it is, uh, I'm not saying snicker at it, but just turn tune out of it. It's not true. And the other thing is the enemy falls like a wet noodle when you put him behind you. Uh, it's not uh, – you don't have to be afraid of the enemy. You, you shouldn't be. So uh, there's a lot. But um, but anyway, we, we'll talk more about Scripture, uh, you know, just in the dreaming and the being able to stand up and actually believe what God's telling you. Yeah, That's really important. You have to take that into your heart. I've been reading uh, the past week or so um, – just through the story of Abram and Abraham. And I love, it's mentioned multiple times in the Bible, but I love it. It said, and Abraham believed, and it was counted to him as righteousness. And what I, what mm-hmm. I love about the promise of Abraham is Abraham was promised many things with no description of how they were going to be accomplished. That's right. He said, uh, leave your country, and I'm taking you to a new land. Yeah. And Abraham didn't go when and how and all this kind of stuff. That's the right. Lord said, I'll show you yeah. eventually. I'm going right. to make a nation out of you. Right. right. And he's like, well, don't you understand we're barren? And he goes, <laughs> yeah, I've got that. I'll show you. you yeah. Know, all, every time the Lord made a promise to Abram, that's why he's called the father of faith is because there was a, right. there was a faith belief that God was who he said he was. Uh-huh. And Abram had the, the courage to step into that every time. Yeah. Well, if, if, if you can't see what's going on around you in the world uh, and and step in now to this, um, then you know then you're not emulating these heroes like Abraham being the father of all of them. Uh, <laughs> then you, you you're you're going to lose your footing, mm-hmm. and so it's not meant to scare you. It's meant to say, "Get up and go." We're trying to cheer you on here. But I feel very convicted about it, especially lately. Um, it's just uh, there's so many laughable things that we need to mock the enemy and just get on with. It doesn't matter what, what they're saying. or uh, And it, we don't have to unite. We have to get on and move forward. And uh, if you're ready to, you know, Paul said to live as Christ, to die as gain. And, uh, you know, that's what it means to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Right now, and uh, so you gotta you gotta be ready to go, and if you're ready to go, then you can live. You can live free, and your soul will be free, and then you can change things. Then you can actually help people out of spiritual poverty because they're seeing you live out what you're preaching, and that's what you know. That's the call of you, Print Life Center, all of what we're doing, and uh, we're not backing away from it uh, at all. We're getting on with it. I'm excited. I know you are. But uh, anyway, so so there's a lot to this, but but remember, you can stand on God's word, and He's very definitive. Uh, so we'll go through a few of those other scriptures, just just like the story of Abraham, you know, yeah, uh, or <laughs> the whole scripture, yeah, all of them, yeah, amen. <laughs> Had a uh, kind of a, a nice surprise. Uh, we got uh, a call in from uh, uh, kind of the Life Center visionary and uh, trained, uh, I would say trained fitness and nutrition expert uh, and just a great mom and veteran of life very most one of the most faithful maybe the most faithful person i know 
and uh, her name's Holly Adams. She's going to share a little bit, maybe offer some encouragement to people um, as we step into this. So, yeah, it's anyway. like it's like back to the beginning. I remember one of the first <laughs> times Holly came on the show. It was just really <laughs> that's neat, right. Yeah, to see you and her just sharing. So excited that she's uh, she's in. Is, is we got Holly on the line, Joe? All right. Yes. You there? I'm here. <laughs> okay. Hey, we just uh, uh, wanted to be able to. Um, I know you've had a lot of people asking you about things, and and uh, you and I have taken a very firm stance on on things uh, in our own community. Uh, but uh, I, I just wanted to touch into some of your thoughts uh, to help encourage people, not only about the. Uh, the the things with masks and uh, some of the difficulties and things that are just that you found uh, in other words help people take a stand on it so maybe just give us a a thought or two about about that uh, and then we can ask you a question or two and just just to, to encourage people okay well thanks for having me I appreciate it we'll see how this goes <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously this is something I'm very passionate about, so you guys may have to shut me up. So just do that when you need to. But um, I think there's been a lot of focus on masks. I know that's a big um, push and a thing that we just don't agree with, and, and that can be something we can discuss later. But um, I think rather than focusing on the avoidance of the virus, masking up, I think people should be focusing on supporting their immune system. I mean, that's what God put inside us. We've been in contact with viruses and bacteria for since creation for thousands of years. Um, so to try to avoid a virus is just ridiculous. It's laughable. Um, we're never going to be able to do it. Viruses were created. They will burn through a population. Ultimately, where most people get it, their immune system gets stronger and they move on with their life and they're prepared for the next thing they encounter. So we'll never be able to avoid every virus. So them trying to isolate us and and keep us from getting it, it's just ludicrous. It goes against what most every virologist would tell you you should do. You know, so when I go into the grocery store, they want to, you know, swipe down this cart with these toxic cleaners. I'm like, no, give me the dirty cart. I'm not going <laughs> to lick it or anything, but give it to me. Let me put my hands yeah. on it. Let me touch the things in the grocery store. Let me breathe the air in here, and then when I get home, I'll wash my hands with soap and water. Yeah. And then I will continue to do the things that um, I know will build my immune system, and we can talk about that more. Well, well I'm, as I'm hearing Holly talk, and Holly, hey, um, glad to have you hey. on. Hey. Um, I uh, I love what you're what you're saying here is that God gave us greater technology, and that is our immune system, and by keeping distant and avoiding germs, you're actually weakening what God gave you. It, it's it's contrary to uh, science, right? And yet people are saying that science is why they do it. So it's it just laughs in the face of the hypocrisy of all this and saying, yeah. God gave you greater technology than a stupid mask and six feet. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, pour into that thing. And, and uh, anyway, I just wanted to, yeah. that's the way I'm that's seeing right. what you're saying. I love it. Well, I've listened to... Um an interview with a, a doctor named Dr. Zach Bush. He was on um, a man named Josh Trent's show, Wellness Force, and he asked him what masks were doing to us, and he said, I hate to be blunt, but they're killing us. He said, anytime we put a, a boundary between nature and ourselves, we are killing ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we, the more connectivity we can have with other people, with nature, that's what our immune system needs. He said, actually, what we should have done when we heard about this is sent everyone to national parks and family reunions <laughs> around the world, and this thing would have burned through the population, and we'd be back to normal. Mm. So there doesn't need to be a new normal. There needs we just need, it, that's what should have been done to begin with. Yeah, was yeah. live life, build your immune system, and I, I in part I hate to say this, but. I think sometimes people just want to be told what to do mm. rather than taking personal responsibility and actually having to change some things. You know, how about we slow down on the sugar? There's a thought <laughs> which increases inflammation, yeah. which lessens our immune system. 
but, you know, maybe people don't want to hear that. Or, you know, there's even been science out that the signs of um, your zinc being depleted are loss of smell, loss of taste, and an, impa an impaired immune system. Okay, so that sounds awful familiar, doesn't it? So could it be that a person that's fighting this, they have then depleted their zinc and they then get sick? So, all right, then let's work with increasing our zinc, meat, eggs, other sources. We need to be out in the sun. We need to be grounding. We need to make contact with the earth. This Dr. Zach Bush even said that there was an, um, somebody, had, I think it was Weston Price, who, who he's a well-known scientist who's done research over nutrition over the years, that the healthiest people are farmers and their children mm. because they actually get into the earth. They dig into the ground. And, and, you know, we just don't do that anymore. Well, we need to be doing that. We need to have vitamin C. And, you know, another way to increase the immune system is through laughing, smiling. It's actually been proven that the vagus nerve is turned on by love, smiling, and like strong laughter. And then that stimulates our immune system. And that's biblical. We know the Bible talks about laughter and what it does for the soul. And and so what does the mask hide? It, it, yeah, it hides our smile. I yeah. mean, we don't – I know when I, I was telling Kevin this last night, when I go into a store, most typically I'm the only one in there without a mask. And it's gotten to where, you know, I used to be eyes up and I would always smile at people because I know a smile is contagious, a smile is good, and you can almost always get someone to smile back at you now. But I've noticed that I've – keep my eyes down mm. because I don't know, okay, are you a friendly or are you going to lay into me because I'm not wearing a mask? <laughs> right. Yeah. You certainly so encounter the that. whole dynamic. Mm. Yeah. Well, it, it's not natural or normal. It will never be normal. And, uh, you know, we're going to stand up to it. And especially, you know, it, it, uh, businesses are being closed and shut down. It's just ridiculous. The whole thing's ridiculous. And I'm saying it, but uh, I appreciate uh, you so much because Holly, uh, one thing people don't realize about her, and she's she's a great researcher, she's very very faithful um, and uh, extremely intelligent uh, lady, very wise, and uh, I rely upon her uh, more than any other human. Uh, she's my best friend, and uh, so she's saying this from her heart, but it's also uh, wisdom, and uh, it, and it it lines right up with scripture. So I think we, we want to have her on here and there uh, from time to time to be able to just help people stand up, help encourage them. It doesn't mean you got to do it our way. What it does means uh, it means that you've got to be able to find out where your spirit is convicted about something. And if it's bothering your, your spirit, you need to stand up to it and do something about it, uh, just baby steps even. But if we all do that, then you know there's no more of this uh, lunacy uh, or calling us our freedom selfishness. Holly, uh, any last thoughts on maybe just uh, the the uh, something where either someone could find some information, or we can do that next time, or maybe uh, just the idea that when you're in that situation, what what is one thing a person can do when they go in a store and they don't really want to wear a mask? Or, or even the vaccine idea, you know, uh, what we were talking about earlier. Any of those would be oh. a great way to end it. Well, I think, you know, each store is different. It, it really depends on the, the policy of the store. I wouldn't encourage anybody to, um, to, to fight the store. But I, I would say that you have rights yeah. and um, yeah. that, um, you know, we can talk, talk about civil disobedience another time. But um, – there is a, a lawsuit back from eight, the 1800s, and it said um, it was Norton versus Shelby County, and it said an unconstitutional act is not a law. It confers no rights. It imposes no duties. It affords no protection. It creates no office. It is in legal contemplation as inoperative as though it had never been passed. And so we, the people, have to stand up against things that are in violation of our constitutional rights. And, of course, when you go into private property, they have a decision to make of whether they will choose to accept your business or not. And so I just remind them, 
You know, mm-hmm. when this is over and one day this will be over, people will decide where they spend their money based on how they've been treated during this. Yes. And they they have a decision to make. So I choose to spend we choose to spend our money in places that are willing to allow exemptions. And I think it is of a benefit to a business to allow that because there are people that choose not to wear masks because they've done their research and they know the detrimental effects of it. I've got numerous studies I could cite to you guys, um, but we won't get into that today. But <laughs> I think more people have to stand up if they want this to end. Yes. And they want their own immune system to be able to do yes. what it's supposed to do and grow and and fight things that are coming in the future. They have to stand up to this. Yeah. yeah. Holly, one of the things I was going to suggest, too, to any of our listeners, if they want more information or whatnot, feel free to email us. I mean, yeah. I know that you're willing to talk with people or provide, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, because there are people right now are looking for help. And they're saying, where can I go? Yeah. Who can I turn to? And the media won't, you know, they're not going to shoot straight with me, you know. Right. And, and I, I want to actually talk to somebody or be available. So that being said, for anybody who's listening, you can reach out to us, info at uprint.life, I-N-F-O at uprint.life and get in touch. And uh, I know Holly, I mean, I'm not putting this on your plate, but I know you'd be willing to to talk with folks who who might be approaching this and, and are, are hungry and curious to stand. Oh, absolutely. I think as part of our organization, I mean, we are all about educating people, whatever that looks like. If it's spiritual, if it's physical, mental, whatever. I mean, that's that's what God has put on all our hearts. And I think this is part of it. And And, you know, Kevin, you guys have been speaking about you have to stand. Well, we, we do. We have to stand. I mean, yesterday marked, I think, the 65th anniversary of Rosa Parks. Mm. There, yeah. You know, she was willing to stand up and say, this isn't right. I'm not going to do it. Take me to jail if yeah. you need to. Amen. And she changed things. The Boston Tea Party changed things. Martin Luther King, them eating at those counters, it changed things. Laws, mandates, whatever you want to call them that were wrong. People stood up to them, and that's what changed things. If we aren't willing to do that, we will be stuck with this. Yeah. We're talking about things that are, uh, they go against your spirit. They also don't line up with with what God has put around us naturally. Sunshine, being together, assembling, loving each other, handshakes, uh, smiles. Uh, it, it's it, we're in a time of of uh, good being called evil and evil being called good, and we're going to stand up for what's good and wholesome and true. But uh, anyway, thank you, Holly. Uh, we'd love to have you back, uh, uh, maybe even weekly or w- whatever you can do, just to add a dose of encouragement, uh, maybe five ten minutes a week uh, if you're up for that. Well, sure. Well, thank you guys for having me and giving me some time today. I appreciate it. You bet. Talk to you soon. See you, Holly. Thanks. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. That was uh, such a welcome reprieve just to hear Holly, and I love her passion having to walk with you guys now and known y'all for the last five years. She is a, she's a wonderful, wonderful lady. I love her fire, um, but it's it's not without a, a ton of wisdom behind it because I know her. She does her research. She's yes. very well read. And even this week, she's been super helpful to my wife by helping her get some good protein and uh, get her hands on some good, healthy things. And so yeah. grateful to you guys for that, for sure. And, uh, and she's an asset and a resource of, you know, the work that we do here. So if people are interested yes. in that, you know, that we're here, you know, and like I yeah. said, reach out. We'd love to help. Right on. So, you know, that's, uh, this is about helping people. It, it's, it's not about uh, anything else, but if you don't want to be helped, then you know, it's like the guy saying, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. We're trying to help you. And uh, uh, it's not, it's a, a, a eye-to-eye conversation. It's simply brothers and sisters saying, this place is good. The future is good. God is good. And uh, we've got a bright future. And it's not filled with sickness. Hmm. And, uh, and it's not filled with artificial crap that you need to inject into your body to buy and sell. And that's, uh, you know, we're just not going to do it. So coming back down to earth from that, and I mean, you can hear my conviction, especially lately, because I'm just, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of being called selfish uh, for wanting to be free. 
So the spirit of, of God is about freedom. And so when we look at these verses even, what we see is a God who's absolutely uh, all in. You know, people say that, but God is truly all in. So the least we can do is keep moving in that direction and trusting him as if he is God instead of some uncle. Uh, so <laughs> I still love that. I got it yeah. saved on my phone. <laughs> uncle God. Yeah. So, so the conviction is not about, uh, it's not meant to be harsh. It's meant to be, uh, it's meant to say, get up and go. Um, it's your time. You know, that's what you tell your, your children. Uh, you, you know, it's time. If you can't see it right now, if you can't see the mess in the world, at least the mess that's being painted, that's mm. not true, uh, then, uh, you know, it may be too late for you. But I think most people can see it. They just don't know how to deal with it. That's yeah. all we're trying to do. I think the, I think the, the, the key uh, thing that you said earlier is uh, most folks, it, it's, it boils down to the confrontation piece. Yes. Right? That's what it boils down right. to. It, for most people, it, they can, whatever side of the situation you're on with masks or whatnot, if you want to wear one, most people say, okay, well, I'm going to wear one and they're just going to wear it. Most people on the other side, I don't want to wear one. I don't want to wear it. The issue comes when those two worlds collide mm -hmm. and it's that confrontation. And most folks yeah. don't know how to handle confrontation. Right. And they're either super aggressive and yeah. you know they try to just blow the world up you know right. or or they run from it and they're terrified of it yeah. and so you have so many people who have so much relational poverty because they don't know how to talk to people right. they don't know how to be decent human beings yeah. because of their own pain and strongholds and past things that when right. they engage in this it's just a hot mess yeah yeah it, it's look it we're, <laughs> the enemy is not equal to god it, this is not this or that. It's either bad for you or it's good for you. And I stand on that. And I believe what I believe. And, uh, you know, it's, it's okay. But when you impinge upon the personal freedom and you're trying to put something in someone's body or tell them they have to live a certain way, and, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. And uh, we've got to start right there. So, uh, there's not a whole lot of uh, <laughs> equitable uh, you're going to get from me. But uh, I will say that when you go in a store, it is very refreshing to have someone, uh, because they are wearing a mask, because uh, their job, and they're, and that's fine. My kids have to do it. Uh, they choose to work there and, and do that. Uh, th so there is no uh, indictment against that. Uh, it's you, You're making a choice. That's fine. You have that freedom. But to... Uh, you know, to treat me like uh, to discriminate against me and my freedom or anyone who completely disagrees based on science, real science, but also the heavenly technology, uh, then, uh, you know, you're going to get a confrontation. And uh, but the great thing about the enemy is uh, he he always bows down to God. He always fails. He's a wet noodle. And uh you know, it, it, the confrontation is like confronting wet toilet paper. It's just, uh, it's not real, you know. So you you look at it, you're not afraid, you walk away from it, but where are you going? And that's what we've been trying to talk about eventually. You know, I've been on a bit of a rant, but uh, you're going to keep getting that for a while because I feel very strongly about it. But remember, God is all. Mm. If all means all, then... Uh, you know, he is, he describes himself as the great I am. Like, really let that sink in. This is who we're relying upon, not uh, what somebody says over here. So uh, anyway, uh, and we, we can shift gears a little bit, but where are you going? Where are you heading? What is the future that you expect? And how do you uncover it? Well, I think I think to the point of Rosa Parks or to the point of Martin Luther King Jr. to the point of the Boston Tea Party, those people saw something in their future that they were headed for. That's right. And so they needed to move in that direction. You know, I love uh, uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s letters from a Birmingham jail where he was getting these uh, all these pastors, right, telling him, hey, man, yeah. you probably need to tone it down a little bit. And he's yeah. going, no, That's right. we need to move in this direction. That's right. And I, I'm sitting in jail because of it. You know, where are you? 
Yeah. And and so there is there is the conviction of those who have direction mm-hmm. that has to be relied upon. Yeah. And and every hero of faith, every modern day revolutionary person, mm-hmm. they saw something beyond what the norm That's was right. and they refused to bow down to it. Yeah. And at this point in time, it's interesting that people who celebrate the Rosa Parks, that celebrate the Martin Luther King Juniors are turning around to us and actually making it counterfeit that wearing the mask is being Rosa Parks. It's crazy. It is crazy. Yes. It's all you have to do is just look back and spend some time in the word and you'll see it. It's like saying going in the sun causes cancer. That's absolutely ridiculous. If you go and burn yourself every day in the sun uh, yeah, that's not good for your skin, but neither is it to, to sit and eat a diet of only meat. That's just stupid. But meat is good. Now, if you choose not to eat it, that's fine. But uh, there's a whole lot of cow going on in, in, in sacrifices. <laughs> Those priests were eating good, man. Yes. Uh, you know, flesh, uh, flesh and fowl and uh, it was good stuff, right? God made all this. It feels good to get out and have the sunshine on your face. So go out and get you some sun. It makes you look better and feel better. Exercise. Load up on good vitamins. Get good vitamin C and all of these things. This is natural, but our bodies will heal themselves. And it doesn't mean if you break your arm again, you go go get a cast. That's great. But uh, just God has built us in a way that we are designed to live forward and to be uh, uh, healing, mm. uh, always in a condition of healing. The enemy wants us to always be in a condition of stress hormones activated to our extremities. Uh, when you watch constant news over and over, especially garbage uh, and super oozing pride-filled crap, then you will be stressed about it. Whatever side you're on, you're going to be stressed about it. That is not from God. So what is is your good future and who you are, your identity, which he handcrafted. So um, if you're you know, wanting to understand that, you've got to start getting excited and look at God. You, you have to, we have to see ourselves the way God does, as his child, his bride, and his friend. And we've talked about that uh, so much lately. But that's, that's a great place to begin looking forward, not just avoid looking back. Hmm. You know, it's, it's, uh, I just, I feel this moment in time for so many people, uh, of, of you, you have to choose. And, yes. and I, I think about Joshua as he stood, um, on the banks of the, the, the river there and, um, I believe it was the Jordan right before he went to Jericho mm. and the Jordan. <laughs> and he said, choose you this day whom you will serve. Yes. Choose this day whom you will serve. And that's the moment for those who call themselves Christians or followers of Jesus. Yeah. It's like, who are you really going to serve? Yeah. And you cannot serve God and man. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve two masters. A house right. divided will not stand. That's right. I was talking with a guy this morning, and he said that one of the things somebody told him is said, man, you want a home in heaven and a summer house in Babylon. <laughs> and I said, you can't have it. You can't have it. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's good. Well, it's probably good to have a little bit of humor about it. Um, we have some incredible people around us, and uh, people, uh, you know, we all, you know, may have slightly different views on things, but these are minute. The deep stuff, the spiritual forward thought process is, um, you know, we're meant to lead. And that's, that's the cry of my heart is to help people get into that position and, and start to lead. Um, but it does take growing out of um, a kind of a, a a stuck place. And a lot of this comes from just traumatic things in your life, yeah. strongholds. And so there's a very tender heart about this. Um, but there's also a very uh, firm stand, you know, thick skin, big, tender heart. Throw all the rocks you want. But when you're ready to move forward, let's go. We'll be all in for you. And we've demonstrated that. But you said something a minute ago, and I brought this with me because it, it's, a, it's a good reminder. You have to have some vision, right? And Scripture teaches us that. Um, you know, Everybody has a slightly different vision, but it all adds up to God's vision. And these are deep things um, that, that uh, God will show you if you press in. 
but you have to believe it. You know, uh, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be uh, added or provided. Um, that is not an if thing. It, it is true. It is just absolutely true. So the question is, how do I put God first? Um, whatever you ask for, and this is Mark eleven twenty four. whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be given to you. Well, that doesn't, just because people don't know how to engage this and stand on it, doesn't make it untrue. Or, mm -hmm. or you know, it's, it is true. It's absolutely true. Rock solid. Um, you know, John 14, 13, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do that my father may be glorified in the son. Uh, Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock, and the door will. It's will, will, will be opened. <laughs> um, these things are not debatable. We don't get to walk around them and act like, oh, yeah, you know, or, but he, you know, no, what you got to do is you have to understand God's will. And if you're not brave enough to dig into it because you're afraid of confrontation, then you will miss out on your identity. And that is the saddest thing I can think of. Mm. So time to grow up, get out of spiritual puberty. If you feel like you're stuck there, uh, you know, your ears and your nose, your face will catch up to them. <laughs> your braces will come off and those pearly whites will be showing without a mask. So go forward, think about this. But remember, God wants you to know who you are. You are a complete idea from him. He makes you labor towards it to participate. It's like hide and seek. It's like running around a corner. So you'll go after him. But when he finds you, he gives you a big hug. This is, if you want to know how Holly and Kevin got from this place to where we are in this moment, this is, we're, we're describing it. And, uh, you know, you, you, you've got your own journey. Uh, and, and so many now I'm, I'm seeing, I'm starting to hear very similar things from people that we work with. Um, these are people on fire. They're ready to go forward. So, so it's about getting excited, being convicted, but also getting excited. But you can absolutely stand on this word. So one of the things we want to do going forward is to begin to talk about how do you engage these scriptures mm. instead of just, you know, like, well, you know, I know it's in there, but uh, no, no, no. This is truth. Absolutely. You can count on it with every last breath you've got in you. Mm. And we've had to do that. And they are true. And God is always God. And it's always yes and amen. And uh, the key is, Lord, I do believe, but help my unbelief. We have to help people believe this. What does that look like when it hits the earth? Yeah. That is good, good stuff, man.